everybody to the CFC List Manager Round 3 Review Podcast. And as always, we go to our broadcast sponsor. Now we're getting back into the thick of fantasy football. Trades are really becoming a thing you need to start thinking about. But are you worried there's a chance you're going to get raped on a trade? Well, you're not alone. Introducing the all-new Rape Whistle. Think you're getting the raw end of it? And we all know what it is. Then just blow on the whistle to ward off any would-be perpetrators. Rape Whistles. Coming to you direct from the guys who bought you cement sachets for hardening up and the decline button, because some of you clearly don't know what's there. This week on the podcast, lads, we're going to do something a little bit different. I've decided because my victory on the weekend was just so good, I could not pass up the opportunity to not classify myself as the bloke who needed to be interviewed. The bloke interviewing me this week is the bloke who none other than Keelan Story, who put the podcast on the map last year with his absolute amazing in-depth reporting when he came on. So... I couldn't think of no better bloke than Keelan to come on to interview me. Keelan, welcome. Well, thank you, Jim. Um, I've had a very boring week. Lockie gave me no opponent this week, so I've had a lot of time. Um, and it was just appropriate that I that I came in and helped you out here because there is no doubt you deserve Coach of the Week. Um, geez, the Blitz absolutely shut the bed. And uh, oh, talk me through it, Jim. Talk me through uh, your Sunday evening when you thought, geez, it's all over. To, to Monday afternoon when uh, when Blitz just he just got bent over. Well, look. To be fair, it's 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 a Cinderella story, probably as old as the Bible itself. I mean, if you considering it was Easter, let's look back and go. All right, uh, Jesus on the Friday was was hung out to dry on the cross. Look, it took me till Saturday to be hung out by Briza, but look, still I was I was hung out to dry like Jesus himself, and thought it was that was it. That's all she wrote. So dead and buried by Sunday afternoon, and then. Guess who would resurrect on the Monday, just as Jesus did himself, is James Legasic, just rising from the ashes like a phoenix and just quelling all Bryza to absolutely get stuffed and eat a dick. I mean, it's just, I mean, you have a look. Your last three players scored 460 points. Get around the lads. With, what absolute with, champions. With no captaincy involved in that. No. I was pretty happy with Kennedy with his, as a captain as well. I thought he was going to let me down but he even pulled out a solid 90-something. So I was very happy with him. Yeah, so it's an interesting week uh, of results uh, this weekend. We see two people rise to the top of the table that we don't usually see at the top there in Ben and Mutt. Um, somehow they've reached 3-0. They have. I'm surprised that they haven't got vertigo at the moment because they're probably not used to being up this high as normal. But look, there's some definitely some uh, some interesting results, and then you know you look at the bottom of the ladder, and you've got Kane and who hasn't won one, and Alex, who you know probably didn't expect him to be towards the bottom, but I think he was probably hoping for a three and a zero and three start. Well, after his one and thirteen season last year, he needs to he needs to pull his finger out because uh, he's he's heading in sort of Mick territory there. <laughs> he is at the moment the way he's looking. Yeah, it's a, it's a Blake slash Mick territory at the moment. We don't like that because that's why we got rid of him. I mean, what's worse, you know, Alex, you know, being uncompetitive like Mick, or the head wobble on Ben at the moment? Oh, that's that's a good call. I reckon probably the head wobble on Ben at the moment because look, I like that he's in the chat a bit more and he's engaging and he's actually coming out of his shell. But the fact that it's just all about the Tiger King and all that sort of stuff, mate, I just can't I can't stand it. And he had the audacity to come at me in the uh, in the group last week because I didn't mention his team, mate. Get stuffed. I'll talk about whoever the hell I want to talk about on this podcast. Got your name on this podcast, mate. It's mine. The, the audacity of that video was an absolute joke. I mean, to post it saying, oh, I scored 1,500. Nobody cares. All right? You just got to win. That's it. You know, I scored 1,100 and I beat fucking Steve's garbage, Steve. You don't need me, buddy, fucking <laughs> around. You're exactly right. You have to, all you have to do is beat the, the score below you, mate. It doesn't matter how high you score. Unless you're uh, that, that infamous year a couple of years ago when... I think it was Matt got 1,600 and something and lost to Lockie. He also scored 1,600 and something. That's when you're allowed to get salty. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask, Jim. In terms of your comeback, where does it rate? Does it does it knock off the great uh, Josh Dunkley of 2019? I don't think it does. He scored, what, 197 or something, if I'm just sort of bottom yeah, top of my head. It something was definitely... Ridiculous. Definitely 180 or above there, and and I was sitting next to Mutt on that on that day, and he, he was not happy. I tell you, it was. I probably should have filmed it to be honest. <laughs> I remember I was up at the uh, up actually the Duncan residence with Stuart with uh, with Lockie, and we were all you know. To basically, I think uh, Kelly had scored well enough. Matt's like, yep, yeah, that we basically admitted, admitted defeat because he was on his way to 1600, and then we just watched everything unfold, and it was just it was a glory to behold. Lockie just 
normally don't like you getting up in a bed like that, but when something like that happens, you just have to sit back and marvel. Yeah, you do. But, I mean, I think it goes very close. You've got two players that score 163 and then another one that drops a 140. That's three players that have gone berserk to get you home by nine points. They've done me very well. I was I was a little bit worried that the, the, the weighting was going to come in and they were going to drop me down after I won by four, but they pushed me up by nine, so never in doubt. Yes. Uh, I mean, in another draft league I was in, I was up one point. The scaling came in and I lost by 20. Bloody hell. That's something. I thought I'd gotten home. Now I lost. Lost by 20. I said, buddy, 19, 20 point scaling. Stuff that. Yeah. You'd be right in the super coach going, come on, guys. Champion data, pull your finger out. Yeah, not impressed. I, I was happy with a one point win. Next minute, lost. Yeah. All what? right, let's roll into the results, Jim. Uh, first off the rank there is the one we've briefly touched on there is. Ravens Banquet, 1393, defeating the Packy Flyers, 1384. And having a look at uh, your side there, Jim, you've had a few tons in there. You've got Ellis dropping a ton, Brody Smith, 105. Uh, Josh Kennedy as your captain was a good result in the end. And then the three big boys, Max Gorn, Cam Guthrie and Jaeger O'Meara. Um, Guthrie just had his own ball uh, on Monday afternoon. Looking at Bryce's team, he got off to a good start there with Lions, 139. But, uh, geez, he's, he's man of the moment, LDU, who he wants to trade to everyone for absolute premiums, dropped a <laughs> whopping 66 in his midfield. Bryce, he is shit. Put him in the scrap heap and stop offering me in trades, all right? Uh, he had Josh Kennedy there. He's also been thrown around 85 times to 85 different people. He's gone he now. Drop a, he dropped an okay score there. Oh, there's been a lot of trades this week, but... Uh, well, that's fair enough for Bryce to get him out there. He has offered him that many times. I'm surprised it's taken this long for someone to take him. Steele dropped a, a big 130. He's probably his primo there. He needs to hold on to him as long as he can. And he had some real mediocre scores there. The, the, the powers, Zach Butters dropped a 160 last week, dropped 55 this week, and I think he got shipped off as well. So if, if you don't perform in Bryce's team for one week, he ships you off. Um, he, he's going to ruin his team in a couple of weeks' time and... And, and that slab is going to taste delightful. How do you feel um, about that slab uh, at the Yeah, Toby Green dropped 117 there and um, didn't have too much um, on his bench there, but he had that player Redden that he's also thrown around 85 times. Um, what were your thoughts, uh, Jim? What, what was your best about your team? What was your, what was your worst there? Yeah, clearly that Sunday and uh, Monday afternoon with, with Gorn, Guthrie, Amir, you just can't go past that, as we've already touched on, so... I'll let that go. But then uh, in terms of what I didn't like, uh, Dacos is really letting me down at the moment. 69 again, averaging 60 at the moment. And I put a lot of faith in the lad after he rewarded it last year, but just not doing enough for me. Uh, and look, got him in on a hope, and Paddy Dow has just been rubbish, so he's already gone. Yeah, 27, that's not ideal. But looking at your bench, uh, it's pretty similar to mine in terms of injuries. So you've managed to pull off this win with no bench cover. Yeah, well, actually, that's sort of where the um, rolling lockout helped me out because Ellis scored 112 pretty early on. I knew I had him. And then as of the Monday team, once I knew I hadn't had anyone dropped, I dropped uh, and managed to pick up another injured player just to get me through because I knew that I'd have the 112, which gave me the best chance to win. Yeah, you've got Sam Minigola there. He's probably going to be back this week, so it's another handy in for you. Yeah, Rob Marshall as well. Talk about uh, he played half a game in the VFL, so he could be back. And Jumont's about a week or so away as well. So it's, it's getting there, but... Sooner rather than later would be ideal. Good to get the first win of the season. That's uh, get you rolling now with one and two. Definitely, definitely. Very happy to get that first win, especially with the, like you said, the injuries that I've got. So looking to and double what down. Did, what, what, what didn't you like about uh, the Blitzers team? What I didn't like? Well, it's probably not so much the team per se, but more the, the man himself. He, he came out early and started ripping into <laughs> me, talking about how the, the Phoenix and the Duncans are showing up the Legassics and... Look, he's gone the early crow before, so you think he would have learnt, but you know he's done it again, and lo and behold, it fucked him in the ass. So <laughs> the fact that he still has not learnt just makes me wonder yeah, yeah. when is this bloke going to learn. <laughs> you, you think about the two people that these results have happened to in Mutt and Blitz, and it couldn't happen to two better people. They're absolute pieces of shit, and uh, it's just karma, and I just love it. I sit back, and I don't even care about my result. You know, when they when this sort of thing happens, it's just fantastic. Yeah. As we roll on, uh, we've got Angry Midgets, 11.71, losing to Beautiful Trelaw, 13.16. Scotty's uh, motoring along at the moment. Um, 
He's got uh, Bailey Smith and Bont sort of uh, down a little bit on form there, but Sloan dropped a big 140. Sloan's a very handy uh, pickup for him. Cripps found a, a, his form back again, dropped a ton. Lever as well, and then Joel Sowood as captain. Uh, probably went a little bit lower than what he was expecting, but uh, wasn't too bad. Had a crap score there from Campbell, 29, um, as well as Isaac Smith there, 68. Um, over to Kane. Good captain choice in Pendlebury. Dropped a big 210. Uh, then it sort of falls away there. Parrish played well, as did Giath. But, geez, Kane's just got some problems there. What do you think, Jim? He's definitely got some problems with some of those blokes, like like the Warples, who's scoring 40s pretty much every week at the moment. Like It's going to get to a point where he can't justify leaving him on his field and has to bench him because he's just not playing well enough to warrant a spot. I uh, don't know what's happened to him, whether or not he's just fallen out of favour or because their midfield's back and not injured. He's just not getting the, the ball he deserves. I'm not too sure, but yeah, he's definitely got some problems with those sort of guys. But then if you look at a few other guys, like he's got he's got his do days and his side bottoms and he's, he's you know, Burton's that are normally scoring pretty well, you know, high 80s or you know, even turning up like side bottoms. So if you can get some of these guys playing well, it'll, it'll be all right. Yeah, I see he's got Graham in there from Richmond who dropped that big ton in round one and has done absolutely shit all since. So he's got sucked in there a little bit. Um, but you look over at uh, Scott there, he's got problems. His ruck, Jay Witts, is out for the year and he yes. needs to rely on the big S, Darcy. Uh, with ruck stocks the way they are, Darcy goes down injured. Uh, we could see Scott scrambling at the trade table. I think Darcy going down is pretty much an inevitability at the moment, the way he's gone the last few years. He, he, look, he's scoring well on you know 80 plus, which you're happy with. But the fact that he's your only ruck at the moment is not not a not a good thing. So he's probably going to need to do some either some trades with one of the blokes who I think has like seven rucks, or he's going to have to just go hope for one of those blokes on the bench or the the free agency that's still get, sitting around. And the problem with Scotty is um, he'll be trying to trade uh, absolute junk for primos and saying that uh, he was just trying to rip someone off of the table. He's going to end up with someone like Hunter in his in his team. Definitely. He's definitely going to. He'll work a way around it, guaranteed. Although he has been one of the easier ones to trade with this year so far. He's trading a lot. He's doing a lot of simple trades, but he's getting them done. He has. He's ticking them off. But, uh, yeah, again, a lot of bench trades, a lot of nothing. Uh, he's not strengthening any assets of his team there. So what uh, what didn't you like about uh, Kane and Scott this week, uh, Jim? Um, didn't like probably what we spoke about before, Warple already, just yeah, not, not doing enough and really struggling. But I think Sidebottom with a 51, really, really poor from him. I think he gave away like 10 free kicks or something. So just watching him on that night just really annoyed me because he wasn't doing enough. And they played him off pretty much off full forward at one point. So look, that trade hasn't worked out for him this week, but who knows if Sidebottom can bounce back shortly. Um, and in terms of in terms of Scott, yeah, obviously Witt's going down, not ideal for him, even though he scored well, but that, yeah, it really hurts him. And then this Campbell 29, just not great. But, well, he got the win, scored over 1,300, so we'll take that most weeks. And so we move on to the next match, which is Wild Turkey Rare uh, with the bye. He gets the four points there, and uh, Lockie, the big fish, uh, also had a bye this week. Uh, he didn't field a side because his team is that crap. Um it's not really much to go over with uh, Lockie's side. It's that bad. Um, but, you know, he'll talk it up. Now, Prestia, a whopping 13 points. Vandermeer, 34. Gresham, 20. Laddams, 21. I mean, is this guy serious? I mean, what is going on with that with that side? Well, then you also take a look at who he chose out of his you know, out of his entire bench options of rucks. He goes with Reece Stanley, 58. And you've got your Nank turning up on 103. So... I don't know why he's picking Ray Stanley because we all know he's a bloody we all know he's a bloody useless. Um, he shipped Segler around as well. I mean, he is why why draft all these ruckmen that score forties and fifties? My thinking between him for him doing that is literally just because it means that Ben couldn't get a backup because once Ben went with his famous decision, like he just did everything in his power to make sure that Ben couldn't get another good option. Yeah, he's got he's got some work to do there, the big fish. Um, hopefully, you know, he's he turns up for his opponent next week. I was really disappointed that I uh, I was unable to have an opponent this week, but I'll take the four points. Definitely, every other week take the four points. But you've definitely got some good scores. You've got not a, not too many hundreds, but you've got a fair few eighty plus and ninety plus. So you'd be very happy with the output of a lot of your blokes. But obviously, your boy Caniglia going down definitely hurts you. Yeah, the midfield's looking pretty weak this week. Um, Caniglia goes down. I've got in Perryman, and then he's out another two weeks. It's just the year of injuries for me. You know, Ryder's still a couple of weeks off. Um, 
I've had to ship off a couple of other injured players in Crouch and Hooley just to get some players going. Uh, did pick up big T Hickey off the scrap heap though as a ruckman. He's dropping tons. So, tons of fun. Uh, that's, that's very handy. But um, yeah, I've I've got some mediocre scores. I don't think I've cracked thirteen hundred yet, and I've still got two wins. So you can stick your fifteen hundreds up your ass, Ben. I've only had one less win than you. <laughs> exactly right. It's all about who you play and not about not about how you score. Now I'm a bit reluctant to review the next match, uh, Jim. Uh, the Tiger King fourteen eighty eight defeating the Flying Camel twelve sixty eight. Uh, simply be just giving Ben airtime uh, really upsets me to be honest at the moment and. Um, you know, I'd like to see another, you know, 30-second video about how big his head's got and whether he can fit it inside his car. <laughs> yeah, look, when he, uh, when he called it, called me out, I already had straight away in my head, I was like, oh, if he loses, like, I'm just going to go and just break down each and every player he has and how shit they are. But unfortunately, he got the win quite convincingly, so he sort of left me with a handy me dick in my hand. So, look, the bloke will say he scored 488, but to be fair, look, he picked Zeebel just because he's probably the only option he got, and the bloke somehow did I don't even know what the hell it is. 155, whatever it is, and just, well, like the ball, the ball did live in his back, in the back 50 there for North. So <laughs> he did. So, but look, apart from that, he cracked one other ton that was worthwhile with just Greenwood. But look, Zebul basically got him that win essentially. Zebul scores, he's predicted 120. All of a sudden, he's lost, you know, 200 points, and the game's very much in the balance. So Zebul was pretty much the only thing that gave him that win. Yeah, I mean, you look at his bench options there as well. Butler 23. Cox, 34, and then the big Jenkins, who's, you know, the, the, the steal of the draft, apparently. He's a big DNP for the second week in a row. So, uh, uh, you know, got Meek in, who, who dropped a 69, which is garbage. So, um, look, he's getting wins with, um, you know, poor people like Spargo. Like, I don't even know who Spargo is. I mean, he plays for Melbourne for a start, so he's got to be crap. Um, what else is there in this in this side? Yeah, I mean, look, Oliver was down, 67, so... Um, He's got Tom Mitchell there as well that likes to handball to space. He doesn't actually do anything with it. So, I mean, he's got an okay side, but um, I don't know how he's dropping these scores, to be honest. That's it, although, you know, if he's, he's sounds like he's modelled his, his team over the Premiership um, winners over the last few years. You don't need a Premier Ruckman to win the, win the Grand Final, so I'll wait and see if this works out for him. No, that's true. And over to the Grant side there. Just had a couple of people let him down. Shy Bolton, 29. He wasn't even injured. Um, so that's really disappointing for him there. Jiraiya, 63. Another 69 from Dougal Howard. Sard as well. So he's just had people that probably a little bit below par there for him. And, uh, you know, I think he'll bounce back. He started the year well, first two wins. And, um, you know, big D Mundy with the big C on him, 192. That's not the worst we've seen. So... Yeah, definitely. He's got got some good scores, and he's got his, his bench playing, you know, right. He's got oh, Dylan Shields out now for the year, so that that hurts him. But Janison, who he got in the trades, coming right, considering he got him from the scrap heap. Um, but yeah, like guys like Zorko, Pitnet, who he got pretty much pretty sure he got Pitnet after Jenkins, and he's putting out tons of fun. So that's always yeah, handy. Not surprising there. Not surprising at all. Um, but yeah, he's got a few guys in there, but we'll wait and see now with um with Dylan Shields out. He's, he'd be probably taking a bit of a beating, so we'll wait and see how he how he bounces back. And, and the other great thing about Grant is him at the trade table is pissing Mutt off. Um, I'm getting very emotional messages from Mutt about Grant's <laughs> trading techniques, and I love it. Um, keep up that great work, Grant, and keep pissing off Mutt because he's a piece of shit and don't give him anything. <laughs> it's funny because I also get messages from Dad going, what the hell is this shit? What's this rubbish from, from <laughs> Lockie's over and Matt? So clearly they both just rate their themes too highly. The transcript between those two <laughs> trying to get a trade done would be very entertaining. I'm surprised they don't just trade two injured blokes and be done with it. <laughs> they just want to rip each other off. They're too uh, they're too stubborn to just go. Okay, they can't. Yeah, this. they can't admit they're in the in the middle. They just got to go. Nah, mine's worth, mine's worth more than yours. It's going to be great. All right, we move on to potato in my ass thirteen thirty three defeating Cozzy's Mozzies eleven ninety. Uh, Mutt's the surprise packet for me for this year. 3-0 and for Mutt is uh, out of control. Um, considering his form in this competition, I thought he'd been kicked out last year. He's, he's, he's that irrelevant. But um, Josh Dunkley, 130. Koch's captain was pretty poor. Uh, but he had Dawson, Ridley, Merritt, Kelly all turn up. Um, he's got some players that just generally drop some scores for him there and um, he's, he's motoring along pretty nicely. He's working hard at the trade table, so see how much that uh, puts the balance on his side out a little bit. But 
roll over to Steve's team and, oh, my God, two weeks in a row he hasn't cracked 1,200. 12, two weeks in a row he hasn't been competitive. I mean, Jim, as the commissioner, you've got to seriously have a look at uh, the, the sanctions for bringing the game into distribute for Nathan Jones as captain. What What is the thinking? The funny thing was I had on my waiver pickup, I had Kennedy as my first and then Nathan Jones as my second because I couldn't think of anybody else on the waivers. And thank God I got Kennedy because that would have been deplorable. Look, uh, look, Jim, I probably would have refused to come on if you'd uh, you'd selected Nathan Jones, to be honest. Well, I wouldn't be the coach of the week, that's for sure, if I'd pick Nathan Jones. So. Oh, my God. I mean, 78, and that's with the captain, so he scored 39. I mean, that's probably higher than he probably should have scored anyway. Um, oh, my God. I mean, he's got Himmelberg, 54. He's got some problems, to be honest. Uh, he's got some decent players there. Walsh is breaking out. Uh, McGraw was a bit low on uh, his output than usual. Mills probably scored what he usually does, but he keeps selecting this bloke called Schoenberg from Adelaide. I mean, when I saw that last week, I was like, beauty, I'm pretty much going to gain on that bloke. He fields him again against Martin. Mutt also just laughed and didn't even know who he was. So... <laughs> Yeah, he's got some problems, Steve. Yeah, especially when you look at his bench, he's got you know a 44 and a 34 on the bench and three DNPs. So that just goes to show he doesn't have the options. So he's basically playing Schulberg just out of the fact that he's got nothing else. So I think it's saying that gets Andrew back in a week or two, so that'll be handy for him, and he can put Schulberg back on the on the bench where he belongs. But the great thing, the great thing about Steve is picking Dangerfield when I was going to pick him at pick five. He's missed out on on pretty much two captaincy rounds, which is probably going to cost him. Yeah, definitely. Wins. The, the, main, the main two important ones for him as well. Has Dangerfield played over 200 games? Because he, he would have been yeah. three weeks in a row he could have used him. I believe he has, and I'm just going to double check just to make sure, because I am 90% sure that he was over 200. So that's that's three weeks in a row that he's missed Dangerfield as captain. That's probably going to cost him wins. He's lost by, what, 140, and Jones has dropped 78. So... Yeah, I mean, danger coming back in helps, but if you can't use him as captain, it's not ideal. Yeah, well, he's, he misses this week as well, doesn't he? Yeah, one more week to which go is, for danger. Which is any, so. any super coach forward, so that hurts him, but he gets him back for dual position player week, so he gets him back for that one, at least. Uh, did, did you say the captain round is forward this week, Jim? Forward, yeah. Could, could we see Nathan Jones captain again? <laughs> it's probably going to be... <laughs> See, the Nathan Jones or that Schoenberg, so either way, he's in trouble. <laughs> oh, I haven't looked at it. He's trading this week, but, oh, boy, he needs to fix that. He, doesn't, he does not have many forwards at all, so he could be he could be in trouble. But I just want to hold on that Nathan Jones one again because I think you mentioned in the in the group chat about is that the worst captaincy that you can think of? I think it's actually probably the third worst captaincy that we've seen in recent years. Uh, I'll cast in mind... There's two worse. I'll cast your mind back last year to the, the second worst, which I believe was myself. I put the captain on the key defender round for uh, Jake Carlisle. Weeks before, he'd been scoring solid 80s. Oh, and yeah. last year, and then the week I captained him, he scores, I think it was 30 or something, or 28 or something absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Can, can, I have a guess, can I have a guess at the number one? You can have a guess. Was it was it the great Blitzer's captaincy of Nathan Wilson? Oh, actually, no. Sorry, that was that was. Oh, there's one even better than that. Nathan Wilson was a quality. He scored around twenty. That was a call. I forgot about that one. So I'm glad you brought it up. But no, the worst one, I believe it was Matt last year who put the big C on. Uh, Zebel, who got injured with a hammy in the first five <laughs> seconds and scored a big zero. And what's zero times two? It's also zero. Uh, that couldn't happen to a better bloke as well. Oh, uh, it was fantastic. I, I, I was thinking, I'm like, should I mention? I'm like, I, I can't think of any good, any good quality bad captains. And all of a sudden, those two popped in my head. I'm like, oh, we've got a top three easily. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, Nathan Wilson was one I couldn't. Over that was twenty points or something. Yeah, that was <laughs> absolute quality. I can't remember what it was. Whether it was an indigenous or something like that, but that was a fantastic. Yeah, I think it was indigenous Nathan Wilson there. But uh, uh, back to the results here. We got Alex with Net Fitz and Chill a thousand and thirty eight defeated by eight balls twelve sixty four. So Wusty drops the score that uh, I've been dropping and gets the win, which is all you need to do. And geez, a thousand and thirty eight, Alex. I mean, what's going on here? Goldie is captain, so he's. 
he's dropped a decent score for him. Quainor is even pulling out scores, but he's lucky Hunter let him down. Jack Rewalt let him down, which is, you know, he's a key forward, so he's going to fluctuate. Zach Jones, 45. You know, he's Schultz, 18. Anderson, 64 off him. Oh, he's got so. problems there, Alex. He's got real problems. He's got Devin Smith on his bench, but he's also hit and miss. Uh, as we roll over to Wusty, just did what he had to do, really. 122 from Howe. Uh, Dustin Martin as captain. Only dropped 85, but that's that's enough when your opponent only scores 1,000. Shuey comes in, drops 122, rips his hamstring off the bone. He's out for six weeks. Uh, so back to the bench for Shuey. Doherty, 109. Um, had some good scores from Wingard and McAvoy. But, uh, yeah, you should get Mac- McInerney, Heppel back. Um, Taranto on his bench there. He's, he's, and Fogarty, 163 on the bench, so he'll probably come in. Um, yeah, he's, he's motoring along eight balls, unfortunately. Definitely, yeah. He's, when you've got Tim, Tim Taranto on the bench, you know you've got a pretty decent stack midfield, but obviously Shui out now changes that. Um, but yeah, look, Alex, when you're scoring a 1,000, you've got to make sure you've got a full team. Uh, left Aiden Core on the ground, did not play. Mate, that's the Friday game. You should have known. Check your scores, check uh-huh. your teams. You know he's not playing. Put Shepard in. Shepard's not playing until later in the week, but that's fine. You know that. Drop core. Keep him on the bench. Like the fact that you've left a zero on the field is just it's it's not good enough. Yeah, it's filthy. Because that comes off, and then you've got you know it's another. Yeah, you're not going to score well, but it's another eighty three. Not another. Not, you're not waiting for Schultz, who's your lowest scoring. You know, lowest scoring bench yeah. player. You've got a bloke who's scoring eighty three. So you got to make. You got to be smarter than that. Yeah, he's got some problems there. I mean, he's got some. You know, Luke McDonald comes back for North. Uh, he'll slot in. Um, yeah, he was dropping tons last year, so yeah, he's, he's just got to check his side, really. Um, but you know, looking at his captain round for this week, it's pretty thin. Pretty thin, yeah. What jumping Joe Danaher possibly, or or, or jumping Jack Rewalt, or you know, your boy Oscar Allen. Oh yeah, I, I don't mind a bit of Oscar Allen. I know you. Yeah, got he... snapped up way too early. Way too early. <laughs> One of those, one of those guys you, you want, but until they go too quick, and you're like, yeah, no, nah, you can you can add him. I don't want him that early. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, and Wusty, look, he uh, came to me with Dustin Martin, and I've given up Lloyd for Martin, Dusty. So uh, he hit me with me Richmond heartstrings there. So look, he probably yeah, Dusty can fluctuate and drop some pretty low scores under the ton. So um, he's done well to pick up Lloyd there because he's still got. You're probably gonna. Captain up Fogarty, I would have thought this week as to why he's given up Dusty, but um, he's been pretty reasonable at the trade table at the moment. Wasty for a snake, yeah, no, Wasty. I think the, the the Martin gives you some forward options and dual positions and all that stuff for the next next couple of weeks, so definitely puts you in a good position. But yeah, obviously losing Lloyd, not overly happy with that. You wouldn't be, but you know, it's one of those things. But it's you know Martin when he does what he does, you know, you know it's going to be good. But See it. All right, so we move on to the final game of the round. Is Dob Squad eleven seventy four defeated by Lick My Lick My Maynards twelve seventy six, uh, and Mato um, gets a win on the board and moves into the top eight as well. So uh, with Grundy dropping one sixty two on Thursday night football, um, that's pretty much you know you get two captaincy score with that kind of uh, effort from Grundy. Pollock I think got injured, so he dropped twenty nine. Uh, Swallow, 42, but he had some good scores there from Parker Papley. Hearn as captain, uh, Sheed as well, and uh, just did enough. Uh, 1276, you know, probably going to need to improve a little bit there um, as the season goes on, but it's enough to get wins at the moment. Um, Braden picked up the the scrap heap uh, gold in Tex Walker and dropped 130 for him. Not bad. um, As captain. Riley O'Brien only got going because Wits went down injured. I think he was on track for about a 70 if uh, that didn't happen. So they were his only tons. So he's also got work to do. He's pretty much changed his whole side, though, at the trade table. He's gone very hard this week. He has, yeah, like I think he's dropped at least three quarters of those boys. So, look, he's definitely definitely going for, for mixing it up, which, you know, sometimes when you, we struggle, that's what you've got to do. So I, I definitely commend the boat for giving it a go and upheaving up his side. It's We saw it happen with Wasty a couple of years ago when he lost you know, two or three out of the first four and completely changed his side and made end up making a final. So definitely, you know, after the one win so far, he's definitely done the right approach, which, you know, I like. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, that's right. It's You've got to go hard at the trade table if it's not working. But uh, one thing I will note, I think at this point last year I was on the pod and um, just, you know, ripped into the 
you know, the Steves, yourself and, and Lockie. And, and I think, you know, they were similar sort of positions, 0-3, 1-4, whatever it was. And they came back to make uh, the top four. So early season form might not be good, but um, it's not necessarily a factor of how you're going to go throughout the year. No, definitely, yeah. Steve, uh, yeah, sitting at the bottom, I think he'd lost four or five in a row and was equal bottom with Alex and then, yeah, managed to make a run at it and, yeah, did really well. Traded out a few players, got some some good players in and, yeah, was smart trading and, and turned it around. So who knows? That's the thing. Anyone anyone can win still because, yeah, realistically, you've got three and zip versus zero and three. It's only three games difference. You've just got to make up one game every few weeks and you're there. Yeah, that's it. Um, as we roll to the ladder, Tiger King 3-0 and with Potato in my ass, first and second. And then uh, Wusty and uh, Scott rounding out the top four. Um, Wusty always hovers around the top four, but uh, Scott pulling some results out this year. Yeah, it's been a few few people like um like Ben, Matt, Scott playing out the top, which we don't see very often, which is nice. And then you go to the middle of it, then you've probably got your, your Keelans, your Bryans, your Grants, your other Brian, always sitting around that area, which I think makes sense. They're always sort of in that that back half of the eight to the towards your heading out, but. It's the ones after that you probably you wouldn't expect to see there, like your Lockies and your Steves who have been battling out in the top four the last few years. And even to a certain extent myself, I've sort of always been around that sort of mark most times. So mm-hmm. definitely a bit of a, a, a reverse, you know, uh, opposite day sort of ladder, which is interesting. Yeah, and I will note, um, just, just to further go on to, to Ben's, you know, 1,500 crap, you have a look at me there sitting fifth. Yep. I've only scored 3,600 points, which I think is the, like, fourth highest, fourth lowest amount of score. It is the fourth lowest, yeah. I've, I've been a bit lucky, um, but, you know, I put that down to percentage management. Um, <laughs> when I looked at my side, saw the injuries, it was all about percentage management in round one. Um, and only just lost. I could potentially be three and zero if Dan Butler free kick on Callum Ward in round one wasn't awarded. Ooh. But on the flip side, I could easily be zero and three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just looking at it, as you said on the the points for you were you know fourth lowest on the points against you're at the bottom. So you've yeah. had the least amount of points against. And I just uh, was interested to see where I sat in the points against. I am sitting number one with points against. So that's how it works yeah, sometimes. Was it? Pulling out some decent scores, but when you've got the most points against, it's hard to win. That's it. Um, you can only play who you're up against. So, exactly uh, right. That's that's it for the round of results. Um, should we move on to some questions that I've uh, received for you, Jim? Sounds fantastic. All right, Scott kicks us off. Why did Blitz go MIA after he's lost to Jim, similar to his mute performance on draft day? Oh, I think he, you know, he had to go uh, MIA because he was probably just embarrassed, really. Like, he had an unassailable lead. I mean... Couldn't think of many other teams that would be that high up and then just fall from grace so quickly. I mean, really, there's nothing else more I can say apart from the fact that he would have just been absolutely embarrassed with the way he performed. I mean, I just hope he was sitting there checking fan footy. <laughs> just seeing those scores go up. Oh, it would have been fantastic. I didn't check it until probably the last quarter. Like, just go, oh, no, I'll just see, you know, just see how, how my boys are tracking, just to keep an eye out. Because even though I was going to lose, I'm, like, I'm going to lose, but I'll... If they're cracking tons, I'll be happy with that because it's just good to have good scores, you know, good trade-off bait, you know, regardless. And all of a sudden I went, oh, shit, hang on, these, these guys are right here. Started doing the maths. I'm like, I'm not that far behind here. I could I could actually just, make a show of it. Just unbelievable. Um, you wouldn't believe it. All right. Who, who would you rather hold your hand through a haunted house, Lloyd Meek or Josh Jenkins? Oh, Lloyd Meek because at least they actually show up. Josh Jenkins will be sitting at home. <laughs> Very true. I'd also pick Lloyd Meek. Fuck Josh Jenkins. <laughs> uh, why does Mutt keep bringing up his loss to Blake in the finals? I don't think Matt's doing it. I think you're, you're the one doing it. I'm pretty sure Mutt brings it up, Jim. Right? It's, he's had one performance in finals and it's a loss to Blake. Oh, so he keeps bringing up the fact that he made finals once and then it just happens to get correlated to the fact that he lost to Blake. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's all you can correlate it to. He's well, the only one that's lost to Blake, but yet yeah, he's only been in one final, and yeah. it was a loss to Blake. Yeah, and Blake's only won one final, and it was to Matt. So <laughs> you might say they're entwined in eternity for eternity. So him sitting at three and zero, he's pretty happy with himself. I think. I reckon he's. I reckon he wants to redeem himself. There. You, you, well, you have to want to redeem yourself after being the only bloke to lose to Blake in finals. Oh, it's just disgusting. <laughs> And uh, the last question from Scott, who would you rather have as captain, 
the pile of steaming dog shit. The dog or shit. Nathan Jones. The dog shit. I didn't even need to hear the second one. The dog shit. <laughs> yeah, dog shit for me too. At least the dog shit runs hot. Well, exactly. Wasty sent in a couple of questions. Should Lockie just trade Laddams and Segler to Blitz for LDU and Redden so we can all stop getting their offers for them? <laughs> oh, mate, if a bloke has been chopped around more than LDU, I don't want to know about it. The bloke is just... Everyone's got it, and everyone knows about it, so he's probably stuck with him, really, because no one's going to want to get rid of him. He... It's, it's similar to Redden, though. Like, any trade you try and get done, Redden is the sweetener. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like putting dog shit in your coffee going, off, oh, sweetened it up a bit for you. This doesn't work. <laughs> Just drop in, Blitz. Drop him. Just leave him on your bench, him. mate. Leave him on your bench. It's fine. Just let him sit there and score sixes on your bench. No one else wants him. <laughs> Uh, Wasty also, after seeing the new Space Jam trailer, who's better, Jordan or LeBron? I haven't seen the new trailer, but Jordan. It's got to be Jordan. I, I haven't even seen it properly, but I'm not a massive LeBron fan anyway. So. No, I'm a big fan of the, the old school sort of thing and, I don't know, something about Jordan, the way, the way he did what he did and, you know, obviously now I'm a meme about Jordan, so I've got to be Jordan. Well, exactly, yeah. Look quite tan, by the way, Jim. Thank you, I liked it. It was good. So, who in the league is the Russell Westbrook? Frequently gets triple doubles, you know, like hundreds in midfield, forward, defence, but never gets the win. So, like, carries their team on a super coach level, they just lose oh. <laughs> every week. Well, it, it's almost got to be a Toby Green on the weekend. Yeah, scoring 117 and then not getting the win. And not even close to getting the win. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Kick five, dropped 130. Still lost. Well, probably a Yazeebel, probably a Zeebel, 150, just commanding out of half back. Actually, yeah, 150. And you've also <laughs> and you've lost by 130. <laughs> and Goldstein also tons up as well. Uh, yeah, I'd have to go Zeebel after that. That's yeah. that's quality. <laughs> ben uh, sent in a couple. Yep. Was was Meek available before Stanley was selected? I would say that, yes, he was available before Stanley was selected, and I'm guessing that's because Meek scored out, scored him by, like, three points. Uh, it was about that, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's one of five Ruckman that Lockie have, mind you. Oh, yes. So he probably could have picked up Meek very late, but I think he thought, no, you know what, I've probably got enough here, and I'll just leave my 101 scoring Ruckman on the bench. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the other thing was... Uh, Meek was available before Jenkins was selected as well. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Another question from Ben. Has there ever been a more successful brand change than Choose View to the Tiger King? Look, we haven't seen seen the Tiger King perform for a full year. We we know what what Choose View comes out as. And, you know, while always, you know, struggles and meanders through the middle, look, the Tiger King's come out strong. But as we all saw from that documentary a year ago, yeah, you can come out strong, but there come, there comes a point where you will find, never financially recover from this. Yeah, I'd prefer to choose you at this point. Um, sending 30-second videos onto the, the group page um, with the head wobble, I don't rate it. No. Uh, Lockie sent in a couple of just... You, you'll, you'll see where it goes. <laughs> yep. I mean, is there, I'm guessing there's a theme. There's a theme... Um, Look, I'll be a good sport and read them as they were written. <laughs> Should Keelan's win against the 2020 champion, our greatest ever draft contestant, be rescinded due to some unbelievably unfair injuries experienced from key players in the Big Fishes team? <laughs> you know what? He, he takes losing well. That's the thing I like about Lockie. He doesn't blame anything. He just says, he doesn't tip his hat and go, yeah, good job. No, he, he takes it well. Um, no, look, you, that's what happens, right? Like, things happen. You... You're still lost by a decent ish margin with all those players going down. How much did you lose by? Like 100 or something? Oh, it was, yeah, it was a comfortable win. I didn't even check, to be honest. Yeah, exactly right. So, look, fair enough. You, you had a few injuries, but look, if you think that these guys are going to be, you know, making up that difference, then look, just, just no, yeah. no, it, it shouldn't be rescinded because injuries happen, mate. Deal with it. Yeah, come on, lift your game. Uh, is, is Keon a pretender who can only win games when miracles occur? Uh, I do know that Ali just started laughing when I read that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there could be some merit to that one. But no, I think, look, you know, you've, you've done, you know, you've won a 
few games, you know, you've made finals a few times, so no, there's definitely not, not just miracles, you've got a, yeah, probably a bit of luck towards your way, like you said, you're, you're scoring 1200s and getting wins, but no, I think overall it's, it's not miracles, it's just, just plain luck. Yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, look, you know, look, he had a couple of injuries this week. Last week, Steve, his team's crap, so that was just a given that I was going to win that. And I barely, you know, lost in round one to Mato. So, you know, you can stick in miracles up your ass, Lockie. All right? I am skilled. I tell my team percentage management. I know when I'm going to lose, and I make sure I don't lose by much. To be fair, you know, you could also say the fact that you were a very, uh, very smart trader because you traded out two injured blokes for two blokes who scored. So I actually have to thank you for that as well exactly. because that definitely helped me in the win. And they did drop 90s each, though, Crisp and Norton's. That was very handy. They did very nice. So that, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a smart, really. Smart trading. Uh, this third question is he's consumed a, another can in between writing the first two, I think. But anyway, if Mutt fucked Keelan, would Keelan feel anything? Or has he had his arsehole been so far loosened <laughs> that he literally <laughs> is a sprog dumpster <laughs> now with no feeling in his rectum area? <laughs> I think there might have been a few cans uh, in between those two questions, but look, he's, he's definitely gone graphic on that one, which, you know, I commend, he's, he's definitely thought about it. He's probably sat back, done some research and gone onto, you know, the porn hubs and stuff like that and gone to the, the all, all male section. But, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, got to, you can't, you know, blame him for doing his research and stuff like that. So I commend him, but I guess it all depends, I guess, on what's, what's Matt's packing, because if he's not packing much, then no, he probably wouldn't feel much. Like, you know, you feel oh, a pinprick every now and then, but it all depends. We need to know what Matt's doing. So I'll have to do a, a follow up. I like that spin on it, Jim. <laughs> uh, here we go again. Yep. <laughs> when you look at Keelan, you get a good view of me right now. Do you think his forehead is never ending? Or do you think if you followed it long enough, <laughs> you will find where it ends? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, probably the latter, because I think you eventually would find it. But, yeah, no, I don't know. Fucking hell. Seriously, when it came through, I'm just like, yeah, well, you've taken the loss well, Lockie. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess to be fair, it's probably my own fault. But probably my, yeah, it's my fault that you've caught this barrage of abuse because I did say send him through to Keelan, so he would have seen that and his eyes would have lit up. And So I probably owe you an apology for that one. He's probably still laughing about it, to be honest. Oh, he'll be, he'll be definitely mentioning he's it. He's so happy with himself. Yeah. If he's sitting there listening to it, just having a nice old giggle to himself while fondling his little nutsack there, I tell you. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Ardo sent in a couple. Who, who overvalues their players higher than anyone else when looking to trade? Oh, I think we, we touched on it before with, with Matt and Grant. Both probably definitely rate their players pretty highly. But if there's anybody that has rated LDU more than Brian, I don't know. So, Brian. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree there. Um, LDU, I mean, I don't understand what his fascination is. Like, he's round one school. <laughs> is that it? Since you watched him play? Wasn't he cracking out? He's cracked out like 80s and like a 60. Like, he's not even scoring tons. Like, he'd be lucky to make most blokes bench as a midfielder. Like, if he was a forward, yes, I get it. But he's a midfielder. Like, he's... Why? I've got blokes scoring... tonning up most weeks in my midfield. Why would I pick a bloke scoring 80? No, you've got to give him a premium. Right, Jim? Premium. Uh, like, probably like... Probably a Cam Guthrie sort of premium. Yeah, exactly. That'd be bad, right? Yeah. I'll put it through, though, if you're, if you're okay with it, Jim. I'll put it through. Yeah. <laughs> If everyone had to have a spud player in their team, who would be yours? He's asked this question twice, and I should have thought about it because I probably knew it was coming. Um, well, Josh Jenkins has got to be up there. He definitely is, but he's already been mentioned a few times, so I feel like I've got to give the bloke a break because oh, well, it's, not, it's not his fault that Ben picked him. Yeah, Laddams is up, he's up there, but probably yeah, I'm, I'm going to go uh, Warple because he's pushing out 40s as a midfielder, so he's just had to spud if I've ever seen one. Yeah, that is true. He, he gets a lot of midfield time for not a lot of points. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even tag. No, he's got no excuse. What are we doing? They reckon he's like, oh, he's like he's, he's a contested ball winner. It's like, well, he's obviously not winning many contested balls, is he? Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Awful, yeah. Because he, he was good last year. He was good last year. The year before, he was, when Mitchell was out, he was tonning up easily like every day and everyone's like, everyone wanted him and now he's just, yeah, he's just, well, no falling from grace. I don't know what's going on. No, that's a good one, though. On left field, don't mind it. Yeah. Um, all right, if we went into a snap five-day lockdown right now, how many people would select Nathan Jones as captain? <laughs> oh, like you said, Steve doesn't have many forward options, so it's probably still one, just Steve. <laughs> uh, 
it still makes me laugh. Oh, quality. <laughs> I'm not, I'd love it if you captain him again just because he's got no other option than watch him just dominate and score like 100 and something. Look, it would be it would be justice for him if he yeah. does it, captains him again and then he drops a big score. We'd all have to just, we'd have to listen to it. Or if he didn't captain him, left <laughs> him on the bench. It's not going to happen, but, you know. <laughs> I hope he doesn't captain him, drops him and he tons up. Oh, that's even better, actually. It is better. Yeah. Than Drop that. him, Steve. Yep. <laughs> Grant wrote in, with Brizza celebrating with too many beers on Sunday afternoon, leading well into the final game, do you think the cans were filled with tears when James' last three players scored 400 points and took the wind? <laughs> Definitely. I think there was a fair few things that were filled with tears after that game. I think uh, that would have been his, his empty crispy cream container would have been filled with tears. <laughs> Oh, a few other things. I don't know. A few other things would have filled I with feel tears, like definitely. he would have broken his la- uh, his keyboard as well. That would have got smashed. <laughs> oh, definitely. It would have been absolutely slammed. Probably also filled with tears. Uh, Mark also uh, sent in a couple, Jim. We'll end with these ones. I know. Does Braden get a new missus if she's had a bad week? <laughs> oh, look, I'm, I don't know. I've, done, I've never met his missus personally. I'm sure she's a lovely person if he's got one, but... Yeah, he probably, she probably does. He goes, no, look, that, was, that wasn't good this week. It's just, I've got to move on. <laughs> I feel like Mutt's had some problems at the trade table there. <laughs> <laughs> Dobbs there. Yeah, every now and then Dobbs gets a little bit tough to work with and offers up some rubbish. But, you know, he got some stuff done this week. So it shows that when he when he wants something, he, he works his way through it, which is good. He does, yeah. These, we, we'll get we'll get one done, but uh, we've, we've hit a roadblock a couple of times. But that's, you know, that, that happens. happens. Exactly right. Lockie makes two trades and it involves someone getting fingered. Why is he such a cunt? <laughs> I don't know. If you want to win two finals, you've got to be a bit of a cunt. So maybe we should all try and be a bit more like Lockie and just start uh, start fingering people. It's just amazing that the, the chat only exploded in regards to Lockie or Wasty trades. <laughs> I think half the time it's the fact that it's them. It's not the fact that the trade's actually not that half bad. It's the fact that it's them doing the trade. I don't think any of the trades have been that bad, realistically. Not worth me putting in. Um, a few people were like, oh, how the hell? You've had to uh, ask the people, haven't you? To be fair, the only reason I asked is because it kicked up a stink. I, I looked at it and saw the value for, for Kane straight away. He had no forward, no one in his forward line, and um, yeah. his back line was looking pretty solid. Obviously, you know, half a side bottom, pretty, pretty similar. Um, and then, you know, the shoal, which he dropped since, so I don't understand why he did that for McAvoy, but that might have been what he had to do to get the deal and get side bottom, which, you know, realistically, it helps him this week uh, forward, helps him the week after dual position, so he's got a fair few options. So I, I, rate, the, I rate the move. Um, I didn't see the problem with it everybody else had, so I asked the question because it was such a big big problem, and Kane said he's happy, and I went, yep, cool, no worries, that's all I need to hear. Yeah, it's interesting. Wusty's traded away both his dual position forwards in uh, side bottom and, and Dusty. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. It was a bit strange. I don't know but... what he's got left, but he must have, he must have something up his sleeve. <laughs> uh, well, Wingard, I don't know if he's a forward, maybe he's a, a dual position, but he might have a dual position elsewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, Shoal, scrap heap junkie that's been picked up by Scott that no doubt will be thrown around for premiums again, so that's great. <laughs> Not the last of Shoal. <laughs> no. We shall see. Uh, zing. <laughs> Matt's final question. Uh, Grant's idea of a trade is to give him plays for free. Same as the last one. Why is he such a cunt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess the same thing. I guess maybe he feels like Matt's been a bit of a cunt. So he feels like he's got to got to, you know, come to the party with it. Going, oh, you want peanuts? I'll give you peanuts. So I think, I don't know, maybe they should just both trade peanuts together and be happy. They're going to get a bench trade done. It's as simple as that. They're not going to. They're not going to agree on anything. No, everyone that complains about you know you're not going to get a trade done. Just bench trade problem solved. We, you know, everyone yeah. complained about Scotty the last few years, and he's got two or three left. So he's marching through them. He might do some trades later on in the year, but he's done what he needed to do, and he got the trades done. So it took him two weeks. Simple. <laughs> he has he has motored through them. <laughs> I think I'd done no trades week one, and he he'd done six. <laughs> That sounds about right, yeah. And then same thing last week. I think Monday, Tuesday last week, they all dropped as well. So I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty simple to get a trade done if you don't want to deal with the bloke. Just just put up something simple that they're going to do and your happy days. Well, uh, that's it for the questions, Jim. Um, and uh, look, I think you've been a well-warranted coach of the week with that kind of comeback. I think it's the best comeback we've seen. 
Um, it's definitely top two alongside Dunkley. And to see Blitz oh, just go the early crow, put his feet up, and then just see 300 points come in in one game from two players. <laughs> if that's if anyone doesn't know what a scotch finger is, they know what it is now. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a full, full scotch finger. 60% milk scotch finger. <laughs> just gold. Yeah, it was gold, you are. Oh, I appreciate you. Uh, you have having me on the podcast. I very much appreciated being this this guest this week. It was didn't expect it at all, so I was very happy. No, very good, Jim. You've uh, well deserved, and uh, no doubt um, you'll be uh, the, the team to beat this week. That's it. Well, I'm going against Kane, so hopefully he's uh, his players don't score that well for me. And let's hope for Nathan Jones captaincy again. That's it. Come on, Steve. Give the people what they want. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'd like to thank Keelan again for being our guest host this week while I got to talk myself up. But for now, we're going to go to our podcast bookmaker partner. It's time for our Mardo bet. What have you got for us, Mardo? Mardo bet, Meerkat and the Blizz. The slab bet is on. After Blizz declared victory mid-Saturday Arvo and then dunked himself in milk, microwave said milk and proceeded to guzzle down the brownfield mod top, he now finds himself 1-2 and two in a precarious 8th position on the ladder. This week is like the first two shots on a par five that was crucial if the Blizz plans to make finals, winning the slap bet. Keelan the Meerkat stands in his way, though, and could bury Bryzer this week in one crisp move and leave him one and three, surely a slab of CC dry down in the bank account. So this week's Mardo Bet special is caging the Meerkat with boosted odds for Bryzer to win, paying $3. Bryzer's team is firing and he hasn't traded all his best players yet, so three bucks for Bryzer to beat Keelan. When he's consistently scoring 1,300-plus is an absolute steal for the punters. However, in a rare opportunity, we're offering you the Mega Mardo Bet as well. The Mega Mardo Bet is not for the faint-hearted pussy punters like Matt Story, though, as we're offering you, Keelan, to beat Bryzer after Bryzer has declared victory in an early crow move that he loves so much. This not only leaves Bryzer guzzling more film-coated warm milk, but also fetches the punters $6 odds. Dunk your Daniels, don't us in that offer, and tell your mates to get on the Mardo Bet app now for all best bets and odds. Whether it's the Mardo Bet special or the Mega Mardo Bet, it's a big game ahead and frothies are on the line. Remember, all T's and C's apply, and as usual, gamble responsibly. Perfect. Thank you for that, Mardo. I will be placing a bet on Keelan at right now. I'll be making sure I jump on the Mardo Bet app as soon as possible. And that's all from us here at the Collingwood Football Club List Manager Podcast, and we look forward to talking to you all next week.